Hey guys, this is Esh, and welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast. And this is going to be the Nerd News Edition. I've got Terry Cagle here with me, Jason Akins as always. Guys, how y'all doing today? Doing great. This is a, a new thing for us. We're going to be doing it every week. Uh, the Nerd News Edition. Um, nothing wrong with being a nerd. Nerds kind of run, kind of run the world, and. Um, I, th- I think there's going to be some good things come from this. I'm very excited. And what we're going to discuss on this segment, folks, we're going to discuss movies. We're going to discuss comic news, Marvel, DC, any anything nerdy. Star Wars, Walking Dead. We're going, to dis- we're going to discuss it. Nerds! That's exactly right. All the nerds, come and listen. All right. All right so, Jason, what? Uh, we'll start with Marvel news, I think. Uh, what new Marvel news do we have this week? All right. <clears throat> all right, this this is my this is my corner of the room right here. It's all yours, pal. All mine. Latest Marvel news, and I like to give credit to uh, where I get this information. A lot of this information comes off of Reddit, comes from different uh, inside sources, comes from leaks, and then it's disseminated through some different channels that we trust. Not all the channels you look at on YouTube. Uh, or anything kind of a lot of them are what they call clickbait they'll put a big title up there and say oh and you're like oh my gosh and then you'll play it and they really don't know anything they're just trying to get you to watch it but there are a few that we listen to everything always is a good one den of nerds is excellent comics explained is fantastic and that's kind of the godfather of the whole deal so i would like to get us our own inside sources well i think if we'll um start uh, you know, a lot of this information is out there, yeah. And we can, if and we can glean it ourselves, and and, and start reporting on it, right? I, I think I think we should. I just want to make sure to give those guys the credit. Um, they've kind of forged a path for us, and and, and we appreciate the information they provided. But um, I don't know. I think you might have came up with some new show name, Clickbait. <laughs> hey, there you go. There <laughs> like you it. go. That's a, <laughs> clickbait. But. Um, as far as Marvel news, uh, the biggest Marvel news going on right now is with Spider-Man. Okay. Now, let me break it down. Um, it's, 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 it's in about three different segments here, uh, there, but they're all connected. Number one, there has been a lot of concern and a lot of interest into what the sharing agreement actually is between the MCU and Sony. Um, you know, we all knew about the big fight they had, and then Tom Holland helped to bring them back together so that Spider-Man could stay within the MCU and with Sony. Sony, the company Sony, owns all of the rights to Spider-Man and all of his characters, which is huge. Spider-Man has some of, has some of the largest um, uh, amount of characters that uh, are just famous or in, people are interested in Marvel. Spider-Man represents the lion's share of all comic book merchandise that's sold. So that's a big lick right there. So um, the the terms of their sharing agreement that they came to this summer have not been revealed. So all we can do is go by what we see. It looks like, according to what we saw in the new Morbius trailer, which was absolutely excellent, and we'll go into that in a minute, um, at the end of that trailer we saw Adrian Toomes played by Michael Keaton, the Vulture. Okay, this was the first reference to an MCU, MCU being Marvel Cinematic Universe owned by Disney, 
character. MCU proper. MCU proper in the Sony uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the SCM, yeah, SCMU, okay? So that goes to show right there, Sony can reference Marvel characters that are in the MCU, which is huge. That allows for continuity. Now, it's yet to be seen whether or not the MCU will reference to what's going on in the Sony um, universe. And I think we'll see that in the upcoming next couple Marvel movies. If they're going to do crossover stuff like that, you've got to think that if MCU characters are being referenced in Sony movies, then the Sony MCU will be referenced in Disney MCU. You know, I hope that's the case because Disney, as huge as they are, and they are just an empire... I don't care how big you are. One studio does not have the capacity to cover all of the great stories and characters that Marvel encompasses. I agree with that 100%. I think it would be very profitable for both companies to just share the universe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I believe that they need to work together as far as storylines so they're not getting things crossed up. That's true. That's true. So what this is leading to is now you've got Morbius, who is a, starts out as a villain, moves to anti-hero, and eventually becomes hero. You've got Adrian Toomes, one of the original Sinister Six. That's what everybody's waiting on. They're waiting on to say, when are the Sinister Six going to show up? That's what we want. Now, Sony is notorious for rushing it. Yes. We saw it in the James Garfield Spider-Man films. They're, they're going to put three or four villains in one film, and it's going to be too much. Yeah. It's going to be foolish. So, you know, we hope Sony doesn't rush that. At the same time, you've got Marvel that's using characters because the Vulture originated in a Marvel movie, so or a Disney movie. Let me put it that way. Um, so, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Whereas the Disney MCU can handle the greater uh, Marvel storyline, Sony can expand the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, and if they continue working in harmony, that's going to be great. Do you, do you think maybe Kevin Feige has met with Sony Production and kind of said, "Hey, let's kind of keep this together"? And that's what we don't know. Kevin Feige is notorious for wanting to maintain control, integrity, and continuity of the Marvel universe. Right. I think that the continuity is going to be important. It is because see, that's what's destroyed the DCEU. We'll go into that one in the, when we cover DC. Is the continuity has been insane. Yeah, it has. It's not been there, so you feel less invested in the storyline. With Marvel, you're invested in the storyline. Everything makes sense. Everything connects, and it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's that's what you know. We talk about great movies like The Godfather, uh, Jaws, uh, whatever you want. Great stories, great movies. But what uh, Disney has been able to do with Marvel is they have been able to do a great storyline. Yeah. And and they've done it through, what, 23 films? Since the beginning, since Iron Man. Yeah, since it's incredible. So, um, and and Kevin Feige, John Favreau, those guys, a lot of credit goes to them on that. Um, a, a little bit more information on Spider-Man. Um, some information has leaked out about where the uh, filming is taking place for the Spider-Man 3 film, which will be coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. The lion's share of the filming is in New York, which is his hometown, Queens, and Atlanta, which a lot of filming goes on in Atlanta now. Big movie town. Yeah. Well, there's also a good portion that's taking place in Iceland. Okay. The leak that's come out right now is that Spider-Man has gone to Iceland because it's a good place to hide because he'll be a fugitive. 
because of Mysterio and what took place in Spider-Man Far From Home, but that that's going to introduce a Russian fugitive named Craven the Hunter, mm. and he'll be hunting him in Iceland, and that will be his introduction into the Marvel slash Sony uh, Marvel Universe, and that will be one more member of the Sinister Six. Fantastic. And I'm, I'm assuming Spider-Man 3 will be produced through Sony Studios uh, with the direction of Kevin Feige. And it, it, as far as I know. As far as I know. Right. Now, I was sitting here listening to y'all and talking about how great and wonderful everything would be if everybody could just hold hands and get along and everything like that. But what happens if they don't? It's a disaster. If they don't, it's a disaster because Sony always screws it up. And we talked about this, Jason, mm-hmm. when Marvel and, and when Disney and Sony had their little breakup over the summer, how terrible that would be to the MCU storyline because basically it would just come to a point where Spider-Man don't exist anymore. Well, and and, 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 and factor this in. Okay, look at Sony's track record. Spider-Man in 2001 with Tobey Maguire set a new bar. The technology was there. Spider-Man 2 is considered probably one of the top 10 or top 15 uh, superhero movies ever. They did a good job with it. Spider-Man 3 is considered one of the worst. It was rushed. It was rushed. Okay. The James Garfield Spider-Man movies. They tried to put two to three villains per every movie. It was all rushed. They're in a hurry to get to that get to that magic number that Sony is obsessed with getting to the Sinister Six. And therefore, they sacrifice quality, they sacrifice building that story, building that universe, and if they're left to their own devices, I think it'll be a disaster. I felt like the James Garfield Spider Man movies were two of the worst Spider Man movies ever. I'm gonna tell you I thought they were terrible. I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. I actually liked them. I, I didn't enjoy them at all. I, I like I liked the considering what I had to work with as far as Tobey Maguire went. I liked him. The, the stories to me were better in the in the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man's. Now I, I think James, James Garfield's a better actor. James Garfield better if, stories. If, if he would have played if he would have played the role of Peter Parker in yeah. the original three, you might have had something a little more and may have been able to carry it a little further. Well, I went to see the second James Garfield Spider Man with 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 Terry here. Mm-hmm. We went to see it. And I'll tell you the honest truth. My wife fell asleep. She's, I've never seen her fall asleep in a movie before. I was watching it with Terry and thinking, you know, now I'm going to see any comic book movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I was less interested. I felt like it was just all, okay, what's the next thing here? Who are you going to throw at me next? There wasn't any real investment in these characters besides Spider-Man. So you say that because you're invested into that character, whereas I'm not. I like Spider-Man, but I don't love him like y'all do. You know, that's where I was able to enjoy those movies. Well, and for the casual moviegoer, that might be the case. Exactly. You know. Okay, let me go to the next Marvel Marvel information that's come out. Okay. Okay. We we cover Spider-Man. Well, I had something to you know. I do want to give Sony props for for what they're doing right now with the Venom movie. Great. And I think still there's a little continuity issue, I think, between the MCU and that movie. Yeah. But I think you can fix it. There, there, there is some continuity issue. If you go back to the original Venom movie, 
uh, one of the characters, and it was a reporter, seemed very surprised or shocked that uh, aliens, you know, had, had, had shown up on Earth, right. you know, through this symbiotic uh, goo or whatever it was. Um, well, if, you, if, if that was part of the MCU, then that wouldn't be anything because aliens invaded New York in 2012. Right. So, but I think you can fix all that. You can, I believe. Uh, but I, I do give them credit. You know, the Morbius movie looks like it's going to be great. Oh, man. I'm telling you. That looks like it may be a true uh, superhero horror movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, some of the things I've read, that's kind of what it's implying. Well, Jared Leto's an Oscar-winning actor. He's no yeah. lightweight. Yeah. He, he's gonna, he's From what I've seen in the, in the trailers, he's going to do a great job. I think so. I think so. so I, I just think it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um but on to the rest of the Marvel news, Christian Bale is um, uh, is reportedly involved with the Thor movie um, Love and Thunder that's coming out in 2022, I believe. Okay, that's going to follow the Jason Aaron storyline of um, Jane Foster becoming uh, the mighty Thor and um, Thor just kind of relegating to more King Thor or, or what have you. Um, and it's a very interesting storyline. It's for something very different. But um, everybody thought when Bale signed on, being as big an actor as he is, that he would be signing on for one of two major roles. One of those major roles is Beta Ray Bill. We, now, we saw a tease of Beta Ray Bill in Thor Ragnarok. Um, uh, if you go back to the, the building that was being built that uh, had his effigy on it, or Gore the God Butcher, who is a major character in the um, comic storyline. Yes. It The latest leak, if it is correct, um, disproves all that. And actually, Christian Bale will have a minor role in Thor uh, Love and Thunder, and he will actually be being set up to play Norman Osborn. Which is a major role in Spider-Man. In the long run, it's a major role in Spider-Man and can be a major role in the entire MCU. Because when you bring in Norman Osborn, not only do you bring in the Green Goblin that we've seen a thousand times and is a huge Spider-Man villain, but you also bring in the Dark Avengers, you bring in Oscorp, you bring in him being involved with S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a lot to go on there. Right. And that, to me, there's a sign there that Sony and Disney plan to share a universe. That's what I'm hoping. Now, they're not, they're just, they're not making public what their whole agreement is, yeah. but I'm hoping that that is it, that they're going to work hand in hand. Yeah. Because if they do, they can create something that's never been done before. Yeah. Okay. As far as the rest of Marvel goes, um, uh, right now, The Eternals is in, in high production. Yeah. They're about to close production, I believe, on The Eternals, the last I read. I believe you are correct. That's gonna that's looking like it's going to be really good. I think it's going to expand the universe and explain a lot of stuff. Is like, why do these people have superpowers? Right. Why? Why, why do... Why Why is Terry, if he gets irradiated with... Um, uh, gamma radiation. Gamma radiation. Why does he turn into the Hulk and I turn into a burnt crisp? Hulk smash. There you go, Hulk Smash. What's the difference here? Right. Well, they're going to explain that in the Eternals. I think it'll tie a lot into mutants. I, definitely, it will totally explain where the whole mutant gene comes from. Um, no, I'm not saying characters like the Hulk are mutants. 
because they were exposed in a totally different but way. There's but a there's a reason they react the way they do. The X gene. The X gene. You know what? Whatever it is, and this we're going to go into the Celestials with that movie. We're going to go into um, the whole the beginnings of the Marvel universe. Yeah, which is going to be fascinating. You know, something I saw that you know we may have talked about it last week. I don't remember. Uh, Disney Marvel bought Hulk rights out from Universal. That's exactly right. Disney bought the rights from Universal for the Hulk. Yeah, yeah we did talk about. So that. we may be, we yeah, may we see we late, did. you know, you know, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty five. We may see another Hulk standalone movie. Uh, Mark Ruffalo really wants to do one. Um, he loves the character, and he's very good at the character. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who want to see. Um, uh, and I can't think of the actor's name who uh, was in the original Edward Norton Hulk, um, who eventually becomes the leader. Um, they want to see that played out because it kind of left us hanging. Talking about Smash? Yes, yes. Um, there's a lot there. And, and, you know, a lot of people wonder, can the Hulk do a standalone film? I think he can if it's done right. I think so. And I think with Kevin Feige, you know, being the, the leader of what's going on with the MCU, I mean... He'll have something put together that'll be beautiful for the Hulk. Oh, absolutely! And with per, with the uh, when you watch Endgame and you see Professor Hulk, it adds a whole new dimension to the Hulk. It does. So you know, it's not just the typical Terry Cagle Savage Hulk Hulk smash. It's more of the Terry Cagle Professor Hulk. Right. Which we see. Which we see often. I have seen the Hulk smash. Yes. Terry Cagle. Yes. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I, Right now, that's about all I have. You know, there had been rumors as far as WandaVision that the Young Avengers were going to play a bigger role than expected because uh, if you if you go by the story, uh, the comic book line, story, and and look what they're doing on the WandaVision show, her two children, Wiccan and Speed, those are members of the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. They they will be in this show. Okay, the rumor right now is that Marvel is actively casting for Hulkling, which is actually a Cree slash Scroll kid that kind of looks like the Hulk. That's why it's called Hulkling. Then Kate Bishop. Okay, Kate Bishop is the young lady that takes the mantle from Hawkeye. The Hawkeye television show that's supposed to be on D- Disney streaming has been postponed for a year. A lot of people speculate it's because of uh, Jeremy Renner's problems with his right. divorce and, and the custody battle. That's not the case. It's because the young lady that they are are determined to play Kate Bishop, um, Amanda Steinfeld, uh, her schedule will not allow her to start filming yet. So... I really think you're going to see the beginnings of the um, Young Avengers with the One Division show. Yeah, I saw something where in One Division they intend to bring Vision and Wanda's brother back. Yes, from the dead. Yes, because um, they talk about uh, uh, one of the um, uh, one of her children talk about their uncle, uh-huh. and he he does he's 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 been reported to have been in filming. So, because in in this show, Wanda has been through the trauma of losing a brother, well, losing her family before a brother, then losing a brother, then losing her lover, 
and everything just being chaos and then being considered almost a criminal yes because of the things she's done so she goes basically into a post-traumatic stress order breakdown and that's what creates this alternate reality and we see and we see in endgame that she she's got more powerful she nearly single-handedly took down Thanos herself. She's probably the... Well, not probably. She's one of the most powerful individuals in the Marvel Universe. She just doesn't know it yet. Right. So, moving on from Marvel to DC. Right. Now, Terry Cagle's our DC guy. He's our DC man. Have we heard any new DC news this week, Terry? There's nothing really coming out that's really noteworthy yet. Uh, no... Uh, Okay. I, I did. <laughs> okay. I I did see that they were going to do an Aquaman uh, animated series. They are going to do that. I think it's going to be on uh, HBO. It's going to be an episodic deal. Uh, Black Adam is in production. I know. Don't know if you know this or not, or know if the listeners know this or not. But whenever they made Shazam, The Rock's uh, production company, I think it's Seven Bucks Productions actually co-produced that and he's been all about some black adam for the last few years and he's going to be starring in the movie now a few things let's explain you know people that may not know Dwayne the rock johnson do the common everyday listener may not know why he called his production company seven bucks because one day <clears throat> he was right before he started in the wrestling business he was sitting there, and he loved, used to tell the story all the time about the only thing he had was $7 in his pocket. That's right. Now, back to another thing that we brought up, the Aquaman uh, animated series. Do you think that would be more adult-oriented type uh, I think animation, or do you think that's way more uh, child-aimed? Uh, I don't I don't really know yet, but if I were to, if I were to guess, it would be more themed more along the lines of the movie. I think it would be good for pretty much everybody. Good, good. I like that. Hopefully he's not riding around on seahorses. Like well, we may very well see it. So. And, you know, and, and The Rock, he'd be great to play Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Uh, he fits the character. He does. What about the Birds of Prey? What do y'all know about that? I've not seen a whole lot about it. I've seen clips here the, and there. The trailer looks pretty good uh, from what I've seen. Um I do know that to help on the continuity thing and the story arc of it, you know, Harley's broke up with Joker. So you're not going to see, I don't think you'll see Jared Leto playing the Joker on that. He's done on it. So, and thank guy, God. You know, we talked about this before. Right. I, I thought he did good with what he had to work with. Um, same time, you've got that. You've got the whole thing going on right now where you've got Jared Leto's version of the Joker that people liked, and you've also got Joaquin's masterpiece. You know, as far as y'all were talking about the continuity thing. How are you going to do that? Well, I read a quote on that about the creator of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. You know, one thing about that character, you don't exactly know his true origin. There's been several Origins movies out there about it. So the way I figure it, they'll just end up casting somebody else in a different, in a, to play Joker in a different thing and go with it from there. That'd be about the only thing you can do. 
you know, I, and I, I agree with that. In a, in a backstory perspective, I could see that being, you know, making the movie. Because you, I've never seen a movie give a, you know, real explained backstory. I mean, you've seen how Joker in the original Batman, how he fell into the, he was a damn uh, gangster, a gangster, and he fell yeah. into a vat of this chemical, and he came out the Joker. And they, a lot of your, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, a lot of your movie versions of the Joker usually go back to the killing joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Nicholson's version of the Joker went back to the killing joke. I know that that was a part of his research and everything like that. So, I mean, if you were going to pinpoint one story for the Joker as far as an origin goes, that's pretty much the go-to. Yeah. Well, and you've got different versions. You've got the you Joker that's the anarchist. you got the Joker that's the, the criminal, the gangster, mm-hmm. the criminal overlord. You've got the Joker that's the absolute total... Madman, who is 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 is, who, you know, um, you know. So you have the different versions. So, um, you know, the the DC, the DCEU, which the DC Extended Universe, which is all their films. Um, you know, I, I don't know what road they're going to take, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think so. I mean, playing fields wide open. The only thing they've got to do. Is just settle down, slow down. Number one, quit looking at quit looking at Marvel and saying, "Oh my God, we got to do this, got to do that." Let Marvel do their own crap. You focus on if they just focus on what they have. They have a treasure trove of iconic characters. They've got a treasure trove of outstanding stories. Great villains, best villains in either place. Could, could, let me let me add to that, and I feel very strongly the strength of the DC movie universe is on is in rated R films. It's in it because when I think of DC, I think of darkness. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> I think of darkness, and I think of like you said, some of the greatest villains ever. And, and some dark storylines, some serious storylines. Mm-hmm. DC now Marvel's the big name. Marvel's the big name. They got all the bright colors painted on the painted on the on, on their show. But DC is the the granddaddy of it all. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of them, I think gritty. I think dark. I think something that really gets you like that. I mean, what they did with the Joker movie is a work of art. You know, they could take someone like. Um, um, Tommy Lee Jones. Well, now uh, Deathstroke. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay. Think of what kind of a film like The Joker they could do with Deathstroke. A PTSD disturbed mm-hmm. mercenary. I mean, so I think with that, um, The Joker could really uh, do some serious, uh, not Joker, but the DC uh, movie universe could do some serious stuff. To me, and this is just my opinion. DC's biggest problem is Time Warner. Oh, yeah, I uh, agree yes. with that. Yes, okay. we all agree with that. Where, where Marvel got lucky, because, let's face facts, Marvel got really lucky. Absolutely, they did. Yes, they did. That's the reason why Stan Lee sold, all, sold the rights and everything to Sony, because Marvel was fixed to go bankrupt. Yep. I don't know if y'all remember. Yeah, I know. I know all about it. You know. 
We discussed this. Not, whereas DC has been owned by Time Warner forever, and DC cannot do anything without having the stamp of approval for Time Warner. Okay? The only thing Time Warner's worried about right now is CW Network. Yeah, exactly right. And I'll be honest with you. I don't get into the CW because it, it's just a little too soft for me. That's me. It's a younger. I it's just, a, it's for a younger set. To me, it's for the kids. It's for the kids, but they have done an excellent job of continuity and tying things together. Exactly. I, I started watching the CW shows uh, Arrow. I started watching it close to the beginning of the show. They did a good job with Arrow. Mm-hmm. Now they got they a little, did a good job with Deathstroke and Arrow. Yeah, and they did a good job of Flash. I thought the kid that played Flash in the CW would have been a great addition to the movies. Yeah. I thought that's who they would get. And I thought, you know, they were going to tie all that together, and that's who they were they would use in the movies. Because it had been great. It had kept their universe together. I like what they've been doing on the Crisis of the Infamous. And I've not you watched know, they, any of it. They took that wonderful comic story and ended up turning and it they were able pretty to, good. They were able to take and say, you know what? This, this show may have been on 15 years ago. This movie may have bombed. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We're not ashamed of it. We're gonna pull from it. We're gonna have fun with this. Yeah. They are having a. They are having so much freaking fun mm-hmm. with that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But for what? If they had, if they had the proper people in place, and actually had, if Time Warner would take their hands off of it for just a little while, and let DC be able to take somebody that's got the vision of a Kevin Feige, as y'all keep talking about all the time, you know, if they were to be able to take that. And start from scratch. My personal opinion: all of this fantastic money and everything else these Marvel movies are bringing in, which is great. Yeah. DC movies would beat it. Well, let me ask if you they, that: if they had the, if they had everything in place, like you right. Know, to me, you know, Marvel's biggest strong point was Stan Lee. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, because without Stan Lee, you wouldn't have had the Kevin Feige no, the world no. and everything else. You wouldn't have. And that, that brings my question up, Terry. Uh, if, let's just say, some ungodly something happens and Time Warner decides, hey, we're going to sell DC rights. God, I hope and, Disney don't buy it. And Disney, and, I, and I'm getting to this, and Disney says, you know what? Here's $3 billion. We're going to buy Disney, DC, run from you. And we're going to bring it under Kevin Feige's leadership. Do you think he could do justice to DC movies? I don't want to see them under the same umbrella, just to be honest with you. I well, would, you could do a lot of crossover stuff at some point. I understand that. Which would be great for both companies. I understand that. But I would actually like to see somebody else other than Disney buy them. Okay, Maybe keep some kind of a, uh, what, what do you call it, a distribution deal or something like that with Time Warner yeah. or somebody else. Okay. But let them have controls over their own crap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let them have, well, let people in place to have control over everything, and then they can do. I, I want to see that before I want to see right. anybody like Disney owns enough crap. Almost everything. You know, I mean, I seen I seen a picture. You know, somebody did some artwork. You know, it it kind of looked Hitler esque, where he was standing in front of a podium with his and the Mickey Mouse symbols and everything. It, Disney's taking over the dead gum world. It is. And before, and if we're not careful. Our sports networks are owned by Disney. I know it. If, before it's all over with, 
You know, it looks like Disney's trying to buy out the whole dead gum market. Well, well but okay, we got the money know, to do it. I understand that. But if you do that, and you've got all of those things under all of this umbrella, you're going to have some issues with yeah. it sooner okay. or later. Well, we, we've covered Marvel. We've covered DC. Is there any other news in the Star Wars, Star Trek? Well, I know I know. there's something. There's some things going on with Star Wars. Now, guys, I know, you know, Star Trek, you mentioned Star Trek. Uh, the only thing I've seen on Star Trek is this new Patrick Stewart show. Picard. Picard. Uh, I've not watched it. I've not really read much about it, but it looks like it may be a pretty good show. Well, how do you see that? Is it streaming? Uh, it's on one of the networks. Yeah. Which I hadn't I hadn't watched it yet, but I've, I heard, I've heard nothing but good things. Well, they've got some, they've got some new films in the work, correct? Yeah, basically what the show is about is why he left the, left the Enterprise. Okay, yeah, okay. Why it moved on to another command, you know, another com- captain. Captain. And they're doing they're doing a new movie, but it's not going to have the same people in it. So and this this I'm, will be a reboot. It's gonna. I'm not necessarily know if it's going to be a reboot, so to speak, but it's going. From what I've read, it's going to be taking place at an earlier star date. So before Captain Kirk, there was an Enterprise before Captain Kirk. Yes, there was. So they're probably going to be talking about an Enterprise before Kirk and Spock. And wow! Else. Wow! Okay. So you know, new, just new characters, new characters, new story. Okay. Well, since we're in space right now, let me ask you: Is Obi One? Are they going to do a show on Obi One or not? Yeah. What's the deal? That little rumor was brought up to be false. Um, uh, Ewan Ewan McGregor is that how you pronounce his name? Ewan Ewan sure. something like that. Well, he's British. You never know. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Shout Irish, out, British. Shout out to all of our listeners in Britain. We're That's not right. making fun. I of think you. he's actually Scottish, and if you're not Scottish, you're crap. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he came out and said all of that was false. As a matter of fact, I read somewhere where it said it was reported that the director of the Mandalorian was actually going to be directing his series, which was Joe Favreau. No, he was the producer and the writer. Right. No, you're right. You're right. So, which done a fantastic job. Without without him, will he be overseeing the Obi One? God, I hope so. Because without him, that Mandalorian show would have been crap. I think if you're going to have anybody oversee it, he's the one that's got to do it. I think so too. Well, now what's this? I've heard, and I don't know. I'm I'm on the fringes of this whole deal, but I have heard that. um, Oh gosh. You're talking about Darth Bane. I'm talking about Darth Bane. I'm talking about who's the wrestler You're that talking became about Dave, uh, Drax the Destroyer. Dave Batista. Dave Batista could be playing Darth. If he is playing Darth Bane, that means they're going Old Republic. Gotta be. Gotta be. Well, folks, just in case you don't know who Darth Bane is, if you're not caught up with the Star Wars stuff, his first appearance was in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Okay, we're talking. I think we're talking about the animated series, not the movie. Okay, he was an a- an ancient and legendary Sith Lord. He was the one that brought in after the Jedi came in and and fought the Sith and decimated them. He was the one, the one ruler of the Sith and everything that brought in the whole Order of Two. See, back before him, they were just as many Sith people as there was Jedi. He brought. He came in, established the rule of two. You could only have the master and the apprentice. Both of them would be operating in the shadows. Without him, you wouldn't have had the current the current setup as it is right now. He was the one that established the rule of two. Okay. Okay. And it wasn't necessarily old republic, because there's different timelines with that. His 
Theirs was more, it was after the wars, I think it was it called High, High Republic. High Republic. High Republic. High Republic. So that was during that time. So what do we have here? We got three guys. What is this, the rule of three? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So. Anything else? Now, I, I did see a little bit on The Walking Dead. You know, they're coming back in February. Right. With and, season 10? Yes, the second half of season 10. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, you know, a, a fan favorite, he has said, get ready. There's going to be a lot of Negan in the second half of season 10. Thank God. I did I did see some stuff on The Walking Dead myself. Uh, you know, at the end of season 9, I believe it was, we saw Rick Grimes get kidnapped, basically. And then yes. You, then everybody's like, oh, I'm not watching Walking Dead without Rick Grimes. Oh, I've Rick Grimes on it now. Right. I have Rick Grimes, the British actor that's playing a uh, played, cowboy from well, Georgia. Yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a uh, he's from... Uh, you know, he got better as, as, as the seasons went Carl. on. Carl! Carl! <laughs> some, of my favorite, some of my favorite memes, by the way. Oh, they can't be beat. Anyway... They had, they had explained that they're going to do some Walking Dead movies. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that maybe that fizzled out or something because they're saying that he's coming back to the TV show. I think you're probably uh, so. Season 11, I believe, is when he's going to be reintroduced to... And in the comic storyline, if, if you match it up, he has been taken away to a place uh, that is referred to as... Um, oh, gosh. Not the Republic. It's something else. Um, it's an organization on the uh, uh, New England uh, coast of the country um, that has ma- kind of maintained a sense of order. Sense of government. Sense of government. Sense of government. You know, I, and I honestly, I love The Walking Dead show. I'm not, I didn't get to finish the last season, and I've not really kept up with it. I love the show. I love, the, I love zombie movies. As far as horror genre, genre, that's my favorite. Well, we've worked in a situation where uh, at one time we dealt with zombies. Right. I lo- I loved The Walking Dead to start with. I'll be honest with you. Got, got a little boring. Stories got old. Well, I, I believe. Mean, spoiler alert if you hadn't watched it. When Negan went started swinging Lucille and started busting heads, it really made got me at, excited. At, at this point, I don't think it's a spoiler. Well, it revived the show, I think. Oh at God, that point. it did. It gave it, it gave it a kickstart, but, but now it started fizzling too. But, it's got well, boring. You, you have to admit though that the whole story, the whole, the one year where Negan was pretty much on top of his game. It got so dark. It did. I think a lot of people just couldn't cash in on it. Yeah, I like the fact they're not scared to get rid of top characters. That's been the strength of the whole show. Yeah. 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 You don't know. And you know. Right. And you find yourself watching this show. I know you guys have done this. You find yourself watching this show and asking yourself, what would I do? How would I survive in this situation? You were talking about getting rid of top people. That was what I thought was the genius of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Whenever I first started watching Game of Thrones, I was told, don't get attached to anybody. Yeah. And that's how Walking, you know, it was Walking Dead, too. Yeah. I mean. It was. But they've kind of gotten away away from that. And the only time they want to spike numbers or whatever, you know, it seems like, well. I'm gonna kill somebody. I mean, and I don't know how y'all are when y'all watch a movie or a TV show. I, I kind of invest in characters. I do too. You get, you get attached to them. Yes. Especially like a long run TV show like yeah. The Walking Dead, for instance, or Game of Thrones. Yeah. You get kind of attached to a character, and you're like, even in movies, I'll, I'll be like, you yeah, know, well, that's I'm attached to that character. 
So you're like, and then they kill them off, and you're like, wow, you know, how, how could this go on without them? Brother, I'm going to tell you, I'm not ashamed to say right here on uh, on the airwaves for uh, dissemination for the whole uh, population of this world. When Tony Stark said, I am Iron Man, and, 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 and basically killed himself to save everybody, I cried. Yeah, I had a tear roll down my cheek. I did, too. Yeah, he did. I think we were sitting there in the... We were, we were, we were, and yeah, he, he's legit. He was crying. I, I was smiling, but you know, that's just me. That's just what's I mean, wrong how, how do you? He's got, he's got issues, people. How do you top that? You can't. You yeah. can't. That's the greatest. That's that's as good as it gets. To me, it got topped with Captain America. But there again. Well, I, yeah, the Avengers Assemble scene. That, that was that great. was that was my favorite. That was my favorite. That was part. a whole intense, you know, segment of that movie. There are so many scenes in, the, in, in at that part in Endgame where Captain America actually gets the hammer and he has that look on his face like, oh yeah, and Thor says, I knew it. Yes. You're you're mm-hmm. like you want to jump out of your seat. You want to jump out of your freaking seat. Yeah. Whenever, whenever that the scene where everybody shows up, as you said, the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, Cap, that, are you okay? As I'm, I'm on your left. As I'm talking about it, boys. You on your like left. Arms. On your left. You Look f- at the arms. They you got goosebumps. You on. feel like you're there in you that know, in that scene. Me. You're like, yeah. well, in Captain America when he puts his his broken shield because. That's Thanos, all he's, that's Thanos all he's got. Is, that's all he's got. Thanos is unstoppable, and Captain America is not going to stop. And he puts it on, and his hands shaking, and you know, you're thinking he's about to die. He's gonna, he's he is gonna give it. He's gonna give it everything he's got. Yeah. And then you hear, "Hey, Cap, are you okay? On your left, just help on the way." Captain America, being the character he is, he would have faced that army by himself till he died. Till he died. And that's the sense you got in that scene. Hey, I'm going to fight regardless. It was inspiring. It was intense. It was intense. My, like what I was saying, you know, to me, to me personally, what topped, you know, Iron Man snapping his fingers was whenever Cap went to go take the stones off, and then they kept looking for him to come back every time. And then Bucky looks over, Sam, Sam points to him, and he points over there. Yeah. You know, to me, that that was that, big, that was bigger to me than what Iron Man did. He you know, he sacrificed everything. You know, Iron Man sacrificed everything like he did. Yeah, but at the same time, in my personal opinion, Captain America did a lot of that sacrificing before Tony Stark ever he snapped did. his fingers. You're right. You're right. It's it's all. Well, I mean, Captain know, America did more. You're right. He did more before Tony Stark even put the Iron Man suit on. That's my point. That's my point. I mean, he you was know, gave up his he, life. He got, he he tried to give up his life. He ended up being frozen, and he woke up. Everything in his world was gone. Changed. Well, I tell you, the part that I love in. Yeah. Um, the Captain America Winter Soldier film is when he's with Samuel Jackson, and Samuel Jackson has so bought in. He's a he he's a company man. Yeah. He's bought into this whole concept of the gunships with Shield, and he's like he says, Cap. He says, Captain, you better get with the program. And Captain America says, This isn't freedom. This is fear. Yeah. And I thought, My God, what mm-hmm. a brave, what a stance. 
Yeah. What a stance to take, you know, because that's not going to help him. Mm-hmm. That's not going to, you know, that's not going to help him in the organization. Yeah. And, right. in the, and in the comics, that's what that's what it calls civil war, right? Because Tony got with the program. Tony got. You, he's a corporate if, guy. He's a and, corporate guy. And if you actually read into the comics, he's the one that gave the, that set up the false flags to cause it. Yeah. Well, Tony Tony you Stark. Know, that's the thing about it. He is a he is a wonderful flawed character. He's a corporate guy. Oh, he is. It's all about what you do right now. What's the advantage? You know, a year down the road. And I don't. He has a hard time getting away from that. Yeah, he's 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 he he is beset by his own demons. Yeah, you know they did a. Uh, this is off subject to the point, but they did an analysis that I read. You know, watching the movies through time and history, that Tony Stark is far more wealthy than what Bruce Wayne is. Uh, that I would looking at you know the kind of tech that you know Tony had yada yada yada. I can see that. I could see that. In all honesty, I would, if there ever was a crossover, I would love to see them two go head to head. It, it, you know, it'd be beautiful seeing them work together. I'd rather see them go head to head. But you know who's got more wealth than both of them? Victor Von Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. You know, to me, to me, one of the perfect matchups, if you were to do a DC versus Marvel crossover, was to put, would be to fit them two together. I could see that. I, honestly, I, I, I think yeah. Batman would eat him alive. I could see that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think Batman Tony's got more too much tech to get ate alive. He, yeah, he, he's got a lot of tech. Tony, Tony ain't got it here. Yeah, well, it's it's Tony, true. Batman's Tony, a lot Tony, of heart. His Tony character's a lot it. of heart. Well, Batman, the advantage Batman has is he is the ultimate at figuring out how to defeat his friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he don't need a computer in his head right. to simulate somebody's fighting style. Well, that's true. Very true. Well, you think we pretty much wrapped it up here, guys? I we think got we have, guys. I think so. Guys, we, we, we appreciate y'all listening to our first episode of uh, Nerd News. Nerds! Two guys style.